Every single thing you desire, the freedom, the power, the purpose, all of it as an entrepreneur is accessible, but only if you make space in your life and your day to stop, observe, and reflect before you respond. You're listening to the Brand Camp Podcast, a podcast for food content creators who want to level up and build a creative business that's profitable and enjoyable. I'm your host, Jennifer Hulley. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to December. You made it. You made it to the end of the year. Give yourself a pat on the back, a high five, a glass of bubbly, whatever you need to take a minute and celebrate the fact that you got here, right? December is wild. It is wild because it is a time when the concept of end of your stress is being sold to you on a daily basis. And you may find yourself in one of two spaces. The first one is like, you're totally shitting your pants thinking, oh my God, I'm running out of time. I was supposed to do X, Y, Z. I wanted to be here. None of this has happened. I've got all of these things to do in my business and your personal life is starting to ramp up, family, friends, all of that, right? And you're just freaking out. You're having a meltdown, right? Or maybe you're opting out. Maybe you're the type of person that is like, fuck it, talk to me in 2022. I am doing nothing this month. Got my fleece onesie on, I got my glass of vino, I got my feet up, I'm watching Netflix, I'll talk to you later. Neither of these are great because both of them are indicators that you're in a space where you're reacting to high stress, right? One of them is reactive outwards, the person who's like shitting their pants and frantic and freaking out and, you know, burning the candle at both ends, staying up late, trying to get things done. And the other one is more about withdrawing inwards, but it's the same thing. It's reacting to the fact that you're in high stress and you cannot cope. And I want to remind you that just because it's December, it doesn't mean that you have to panic. You still have tons of time. Like you have tons of time to make changes, to make decisions, and to take action on things that will move you forward and toward where you want to be, whether it's where you want to be now, next week, next year, or in 10 years. December is a great month to slow down for that reason. It's not the time of year that I recommend taking on major projects. I don't recommend overloading your plate or launching huge things or building, like just overextending yourself because I look at it as a great time to, you know, instead of overloading your plate, we're going to clear your plate so that you can create the space that you need in order to be able to look at what actually went down over the last 12 months from a place of distance and objectivity so that you can reflect before you respond, right? So like before you plan your next year or before you think of what new services and packages and things you need to launch. Um, and I talk a lot about reflecting to respond. Why? Because I firmly believe it is the only strategy, and it's not even a strategy, it's a habit, it is a life habit, but it's the only life habit, mindset shift, strategy, whatever you want to call it, that is going to ensure that yes, you're constantly moving and taking steps toward your goals, avoiding a standstill, right? Not getting stuck. But it helps to ensure that those steps and those movements and those things that you're doing are linear and organized and not a hot mess. 
entrepreneurs, creative entrepreneurs, multi-passionates, all of us, we are specifically a group of dreamers, right? We're big idea, big idea-ers. I'm making that up myself. <laughs> We're a bunch of dreamers, big idea-ers, big idea-havers, and go-getters. Like to say that we're people that have goals is an understatement. And we can accomplish a lot if we put the right actions into place. And I think that's why we get into a space of stress in December because we are these people with big ideas and goals and we like taking action. We find that in December, we end up in one of those two spaces, right? Where we're completely freaking out because our brain and body is like, take more action, quick, quick, quick. Or we've completely opted out because we're tired. Because we know like we're wired to do big things. We can actually, like I said, accomplish a lot if we put the right actions into place. But then comes the, the question of like, how do you know what the right actions are? How do you know what actions to take so that when December comes, you're not the person who's freaking out. You're not the person who's opting out. You're the person who's just still moving and grooving, but in a different way. How do you do that? Like, it's hard, right? Like, how do you know what are the right actions that you're going to take that get you into that space and not one of the spaces of high stress? Um, when there's like a ton of possibilities for movement in front of you, things that you could do, um, that's where like you get uncomfortable with the overwhelm, right? Because overwhelm of options leads to, you know, we've talked before about chaotic action, ineffective action, or no action at all, like choice paralysis. Uh, go back to season one, episode three, if you want to learn more about that, um, But I want to talk about this like infinite options and possibilities in front of us. Like you get stuck either not moving or moving too quickly. Um, And moving is part of a process called wayfinding, right? Like it's essential. You have to take action. Wayfinding is not my theory. It's from a book called Designing Your Life. It's one of my like top five favorite books of all time. So I will put it in the show notes for you. But it's exactly what it sounds like. It's finding your way through action. You um, take quick action from an open mindset, right? In the book, Designing Your Life, they talk about like, take action quickly, have a growth mindset, letting go of like what the point of it is, like just figuring stuff out. And you take that action quickly so that you can then step back, wait and observe the results. It's this process of like acting, waiting, observing, reflecting, responding, and then you loop it, start again. So the two biggest problems that I see with this action taking is, like I said, either you don't take any action at all, which we've talked a lot about in season one, episode three, or you take the mindless action. And we talked a little bit about that as well when we talked about the smash and grab strategy. And I want to talk more about this mindless, chaotic, frenzied action, because that's the one that's going to burn your energy, deplete your resources, you know, your financial resources, time energetic, all of it. And it's going to leave you frustrated because you're exhausted and have made no progress. And that's where you land in that space of like completely freaking out, shitting your pants and moving quickly and just like amping up more action because you think that'll make you feel better. Or you end up opting out because you're like, actually, I've hit that point where I'm broke now. Like I've just broken and I can't do it anymore. And 
creative people, we find ourselves in like these two spaces because we're so good at taking action frequently. We're really good at like making messes and diving into doing the thing and having ideas and getting distracted by shiny objects and running off to look at stuff, right? But we, where we struggle often comes in organization and documentation and systems and data and reflection. And I want us to get comfortable with the idea that Success comes when we allow ourselves to engage with both parts of our brain, the fun action-taking side, but the not as always fun, cerebral, self-reflective, almost slower side, right? Where we have to stop and wait and see. So we're going to talk about this today. I want us to talk about observing and reflecting our actions, whether it's in life or in business, because like I said earlier, That's the process, the mindset, the behavior habit that's going to help us stay in kind of like the, not the green zone, but like the sweet spot, if you will, right? Where we're taking action and we're still having some space to rest. We're still having some space to process and then to think about it so that we can continue to keep moving. So How often should you be reflecting or observing first? How often should you be observing and reflecting your actions when it comes to your business? There really is no right or wrong answer with this. When it comes to observing and reflecting your business, like I said, you can do it at the end of the year, end of the month, whenever. I personally do it frequently. I like to reflect at the end of every day, the end of every week, every month, every quarter, and every year. And I know like you're probably thinking, holy shiz lady, like what are you doing? You're spending like probably an hour a day in meditation, self-reflection state. And no, (laughs) that's not what I mean. Um, I like to engage in habits at the end of these time periods, right? So that I can then look at what needs to happen the next day or the next week. And I have some processes built into my planning framework that I utilize so that it's easy to do and it's not stressful. And we're going to talk about that through this episode. But the thing to think about is that like the length of time that has passed between the last time you reflected on how things have been going, that's what's going to indicate and affect, you know, and cause variation in how much time it's going to take for you to do it or how in-depth your reflection needs to be. So if you're doing it more continually, it's going to be easier to kind of knock it out a bit quicker. But I really believe that we do need to check in at multiple times and in different time phases, right? So weekly, daily, not just at the end of every quarter, because I want us to ensure that we're on course to where we want to go versus getting distracted by, like I said, those shiny objects or getting into a habit where we're giving too much attention and love to an idea or an action that's not actually having any results. Um, There's something called sunk cost bias, which I think we'll table that for another day, another conversation. So understanding that, yes, you can reflect at different time periods and you probably should be, not probably, you should be reflecting daily, weekly, monthly. Um, Again, like I said, this doesn't mean sitting down every day with your journal and being like, dear diary, today I did this and giving yourself an hour to write. Like that's not sustainable and it's not realistic. So different types of reflections for different time periods are going to look differently. If you're doing an end of the day reflection, that looks like checking in with what you plan to do, what actually got done, where you went off script and like did other things because that happens. We know it happens. 
If you say it doesn't happen, you're lying or tell me your secrets because I want to know how you stay in the zone so well. Um, And you want to do this so that you can understand how that's going to affect your tomorrow. You're also going to look for like some patterns, right? Like maybe you get distracted at a certain time of day or, you know, um, maybe there's a week, a certain day of the week that keeps getting lost. Like for me, I notice I keep losing Wednesdays and I had to look back at why that was happening to make some plans. When you're reflecting at the end of the week, it's very similar and quick, right? Like you're looking at what got done, what didn't get done, what needs to shift, why it might've happened. And so it's very similar at the end of the week, but it's a little more detailed because I like to review here really what had good results or great results uh, and I need to do again and put more time and effort into, but also what was like a time suck and a time waster. There will be things that you find you're spending a ton of time doing, but they really didn't have the results that you were hoping for. And when you go back at the end of the week and you can look at all your days quickly, that becomes very evident. It's an also a great time to look at like what things started popping up that you didn't account for. And maybe you need to start blocking those things into your week. Things might need to be shifted from last week to this week. Um, I use this information, right, to assign the tasks to the times that I've allotted throughout the week through, I use a block planning method. It's like a time blocking scheduling model. And I do it with um, post-it notes. I don't do it completely set in stone, right? Like I'm not putting it down in ink, but, um, I do this time blocking to help just, you know, separate what I'm going to do over different days. And I need to look back over the week and say, like, like I said, where did I lose my time? What was really good? Um, what didn't go so well, because it helps me identify needle movers, right? And what's not a needle mover. And you need to care about needle movers because those are the things that actually like bring in the money and get you the results that you want. If you're one of your goals is like to bring in more clients, but you find you're wasting a lot of your time on Instagram and none of your inquiries are coming from Instagram, then Instagram should not be a needle mover. It should not be something that you're focusing on. And um, through these daily and weekly reflections, you can start to see patterns of like where your time goes, what results are happening, and you can identify, okay, this is my needle mover for next month. And speaking of months, I like to do a really quick end of month reflection where I look at my monthly focus because I always have themes and focuses. Again, I'll talk about this a bit more later in the episode. My monthly focus is a breakdown of my quarterly goal. And so at the end of the month, I like to look and say like, if my focus was blog readership, I need to look at what happened and like, did that actually happen? And do I need to continue this focus for next month? Or am I okay to move on to the focus that I had identified earlier? Um, Sometimes it's because you did more or less than what you planned to do. And then, you know, at the end of the month, we have the end of quarter reflection. And this one's a bit bigger where I like to, like I said, block out like a half a day because it's three months that you're looking at. And this is where you're really looking for big trends and um, wanting to ensure that like whatever your quarterly focus was about, because it would link back to what your annual vibe was. Uh, And I'll explain what the annual vibe is. You want to look at your quarter and be like, okay, I said I was working towards freedom this year. This quarter, I was supposed to be focusing on revenue diversification. Where did the things happen that I wanted to happen? What didn't happen? Does this need to be carried over to next year? Does it need to be carried over to next quarter? Whatever, right? It's looking at 
your overarching annual goal vibe feeling that you're working on and the progression of the phases that you outlined for this year and assessing like, did it do what it wanted? Was this like, is this phase that you've got on deck for you next still appropriate? And the reflection at the end of the year is like the super duper big one. Like you can have some champagne, you can make a little charcuterie board, make yourself a date because that's where we are right now um, in December and the process that I'm going through where I look exactly at what went down this year, good and bad. Like, did I reach my goals? Um, If I didn't, why do I think that happened? Did I feel the emotions that I was hoping to feel? Like, was I, if I was looking for ease and joy in my work, did I feel that? Um, what things felt like a good idea, but really started to weigh me down as the year went on. And it sets me up for a mega brainstorm session that's going to happen when I map out the year. Um, I know this is, I, it sounds like I'm talking about it backwards because I'm sort of hinting at like, okay, these themes and phases and you're like, probably like, what is she talking about? But I want us to just focus on the reflecting part and thinking like, okay, end of day reflecting so you can plan your week, end of week reflecting so you can plan your month end of month to see what the next month looks like and reflecting at the end of the quarter to see if it was in flow with your annual map. And then the end of the year one, that's just like, that's the New Year's Eve party, right? Where you're like, okay, what really happened this year? And let's celebrate it. So what gets involved in reflecting, right? Reflecting can be a lot of things. It can be looking at data. Like I said, it can be doing free writing, journaling, brain dumps, It's about highlighting the wins and the fails, identifying questions that you have, thoughts that are swirling around in your head, and determining the must-haves and the must-dos and the essential aspects for you and your life and your business so that you can help support yourself to let things go. And why we need to do this reflection is you cannot plan, like, I'll just say like it is, you cannot plan your year, your month, your day, your week. You can't do any of that until you do reflection. And that's why we're starting with reflection for this topic for December. We're going to talk about reflection in the next few weeks. We're going to talk about, you know, scientific reflection with some data. And then we're going to end the month off with talking about planning. I don't want us to rush and jump to the planning prospect until we really understand reflecting why, what, and how. Remember when I said we're goal getters? We're doers, we're dreamers, creative people want to like move and we want to sort of rush to the action state. I want you to force yourself to slow down and do this reflecting because why does reflecting in this manner help you and why is it important? Like I said, it helps you plan. It helps you build. It becomes your guide and your map for the next year or the next whatever time phase you're thinking about. If you don't reflect before you respond, before you plan, you're going to fall victim to this feeling that you need to load your plate with everything because everything feels important because in your brain, it is, everything is important. That is how you filed and organized everything. You've not sectioned things off into zones or phases and everything is on your mental desktop at the same time. And you need a map, you need a system. Like I said, you need a framework for you to organize your ideas. You're going to have to plan for ease and flow. You're going to have to plot a course and build in opportunities for yourself throughout the year. And you can only do that if you're reflecting. Otherwise you're planning and acting and it may not get you where you wanna go at all. So this concept and process of reflecting is you building in check-in points on your annual map 
to take stock of what's happening and realign as you're needing to. This concept of creating an annual roadmap and a guiding framework and a route for you is so essential in life, business, everything. It's a guiding framework that's going to help you focus on, you know, what you're doing, but in an orderly and manageable nature. Like I said, it's going to help you ignore the other things, the shiny objects, the unexpected opportunities that are going to fall into your lap and the different ways of doing things when what you have is okay. Because, you know, I said, we're even like right now, we're bombarded with sales about ways of doing things and ways to not do things and making things the best year ever. But if you have a really solid annual roadmap framework for yourself, you're a little more, not robust, but you're, you're immune to being distracted and pulled off course. So we will talk about how to create your annual roadmap because that is such an important process. And it's going to be the final episode this month for season one. So make sure you've subscribed to this podcast and you're not going to miss it. The episodes that are coming this month, if you follow them in sequence, they're really going to help you reflect, respond, look at your data, and then as our final episode, plan for the year going forward. So lots of exciting things and useful things coming at you for this month. So like I said, subscribe so you don't miss the episode because even if you just follow these next four episodes in sequence, they're really going to help you reduce the stress and anxiety, but support yourself and get yourself on a plan, on a system that's going to make 2022 enjoyable, manageable, but also meaningful for you. And on that note, talking about organizing your thoughts, having a space to reflect, planning your year. I'm super excited to be launching a new product. It actually launched on Friday to my email list members first. Um, So if you're not on the email list, make sure you subscribe and you get your email on there because that is typically where I um, launch offers products, services first. I'll put that in the show notes, but Let me uh, zip back. We'll go back and talk to this product. I'm so excited for it. It is an interactive business planning framework, and it is a document, again, interactive planning framework, business, all of that. It's over 70 pages of prompts, organizers, templates, all the things you need to help you with goal setting, data collection, reflection, so that you can step back, observe, reflect, respond, and manage your efforts and time. Um, But the best part about it is the interactive element. It's not a set it, get it, forget it type planner. You know, that sparkly planner that you buy at the bookstore and you're like, it's so pretty that you put in your desk and you never use again. It's not like that. This planning framework is jam-packed with video guides. There are 14 video guides inside it that are included to introduce you to the concepts throughout the system that I talk about. It walks you through the prompts. It explains the process. It's like having a business coach and an accountability partner in your back pocket. Um, And I did this because, like I said, people think that a fancy planner book is going to solve their problems, but it won't. Um, And the reason it doesn't solve their problems is there's a knowledge gap between where they are and where they want to be. So the videos in this planning framework are designed to bridge that knowledge gap so that you're going to go from being totally overwhelmed and or not taking action to being able to see exactly how you can work through the year. 
And it launched, like I said, launched this week. The other thing that I love about it is it's not dated, right? So it's like you can, it's not 2022. You can use it any year because it's digital. You can use it again and again. You can start it at any point of the year. It is designed from Q1 to Q4. And it's designed in a way that, so you work through the system and then when you get to the end, you loop back to the beginning. So you'll be set up for 2022, 2023, 2024. You can keep working through it and establish that habit, right? Like I said, these things we're talking about aren't actions and strategies, they're habits. Um, so it's not, I said, it's not this shiny planner you're going to buy, put it in your desk and forget about it. It is a, it's almost like a mini course or a self-guided business intensive. It's interactive. It's a business planning framework. It's like having me in your back pocket throughout the year, cheering you on and keeping you accountable for what it is that you actually want to do with your life. The planner is on sale right now. It's going to be on sale throughout the year. Um, so it's something you can grab. Like I said, it's not dated. You can pick it up at any point in the year when you feel ready to dive in. And it is at a list price of 149 Canadian dollars, but I have it on sale until the end of this month. So if you're interested in purchasing it, it'll be $97 Canadian. And if you're American, that's like $70. Um, I know there's a lot of American listeners. The Canadian dollar sucks. <laughs> so $70 to $97, depending on your local currency, if you purchase it before the end of December. And when it's available in January, it will be at its regular price of $149. So if this sounds like something that would serve you well, and you've been struggling with planning, reflecting, establishing habits and strategies for your business and your life, I really encourage you to check this out. The link will be in the show notes. You can go there and view it on the shop on my website. And if you have any questions about it at all, you can shoot me a DM or an email. You'll get the planner and the PDF, which I said is filled with journal prompts, um, data collection sheets, planning frameworks, but you'll also get those video modules that are accessible right within the document. So all you have to do is literally click it and it launches. And these video modules are what explain the key concepts of the planning and the reflecting, right? It walks and talks you through the book, through the system, through the prompts, explaining key aspects and asking you some thought provoking questions to prime your brain before you engage in the activities throughout it. I firmly believe that as creative entrepreneurs, you can have every single thing that you desire. The reason we have become entrepreneurs is because we like control. We like power, freedom. We want to be able to create a life that is our own and that we can dictate how we spend our time, how we feel how we experience the things and the people around us. And I firmly believe that that is possible. You can have every single thing that you desire if you support yourself to take the actions that you need to take to get there. That requires bravery. That requires grit. It requires that habit of fall down, get back up again, try again. And in order to be able to do this and to establish these habits, you have to support yourself with a system and knowledge and a support network, a framework, so that you are able to be and do those things so you can experience the life that you actually want. The first 
step and the first entry point to building a life that is your own and nobody else's is having a solid framework and system for setting goals, taking action, stopping, observing, and checking in with yourself to then reflect and do it again. That is the first step. It is probably the only step, to be honest. You have to have that habit established so that you will be able to launch the products and services that you're dreaming about, pivot when necessary, fall down, get back up again, and to never quit. And that is exactly why the Get It Done business planning framework exists. December does not have to be a shit show. It does not have to be overwhelming. I look forward to December every year. Yes, because I love gingerbread and Santa Claus and the elf movie. I like all of that. I love Kahlua in my coffee, that whole vibe. But I love the process of sitting down and looking at like what happened and how am I feeling and where do I want to go? And I want that for you too. So I encourage you to check out the Get It Done business planning framework. It is on sale for the month of December. Show notes are going to have all the details in there for you about where you can access it, links for all the things that we talked about in this episode. And I look forward to talking to you over the next three weeks. Again, I said we're going to keep talking about this process. The next two episodes are about data and planning, and then we're going to have a season wrap-up that's going to have you looking at ways that you can plan forward for your business and your life. So hit the subscribe button. Make sure you don't miss those episodes. And one last thing, it is the season of giving, and I will ask that if you found this episode helpful or you enjoyed any of these podcast episodes this season, please give us a shout out on social media. It really helps when you share your favorite podcast episode on Instagram or wherever you hang out because it helps grow the audience and let people know that we exist. I appreciate every single one of you that has shared episodes, that has left reviews. It really, really means a lot to me. So thank you. And I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Brand Camp Podcast. If you found this episode insightful, inspiring, or interesting, I would really love your support. There are two key things you can do to support the growth of this podcast so that it reaches other food content creators. Number one is subscribe. Subscribing is totally free and it means you'll never miss an episode. And lastly, leave us a review. Five-star reviews and positive feedback really help with podcast rankings within the apps and it helps others find this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to dive further into these topics with you. Again, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Jennifer Hulley, and I'll talk to you soon.